Hi and welcome to the mood board. I am your host Sukanya and today I'll be reading a novel called Five Point Someone What Not to Do at IIT by Chetan Bhagat. Acknowledgements. Well, to say this is my book would be totally untrue. At best, this was my dream. There are people in this world, some of them so wonderful that made this dream become a product that you are holding in your hand. I would like to thank all of them and in particular. Shani Anthony, mentor, guru and friend who taught me the basics of telling a story and stayed with me right till the end. If she hadn't encouraged and harassed me all the way, I would have given this up a long time ago. James Turner, Gaurav Malik, Jessica Rosenberg, Ritu Malik, Tracy Ang, Angela Wong and Rimjim Chattopadhyay. Amazing friends who read the manuscript and give honest comments. All of them also stayed with me in the process and handled me and my sometimes out of control emotions so well. Anusha Bhagat, a wife who has once a classmate and was the first reader of the draft. Apart from being shocked by some of the incidents in the book, she kept her calm as she had to face the tough job of improving the product and not upsetting her husband. My mom, Rekha Bhagat, and brother, Ketan, two people with an irrational, unbreakable belief in me that bored on craziness at time. My relationship with them goes beyond the common genes we share, and I, like every author, needed their irrational support for me. My IIT friends Ashish, Golu, Johari, VK, Manu, Shanki, Pappu, Manhar, VP, Rahul, Mehta, Pago, Asim, Rajiv, G, Rahul, Lovmeet, Puneet, Chapar and all others. This is a work of fiction but fiction needs real inspiration. I love them all so much that I could literally write a book on them. Hey, wait, have I? My friends in Hong Kong, uh, my work colleagues, my yoga teachers and others that surround me love me and make life fun. The editor and the entire team at Rupa for being so professional and friendly through the process. And lastly, it is only when one writes a book that one realizes the true power of MS Word from grammar checks to replaceables. It is simple without this software. This book would not be written. Thank you, Mr. Bill Gates and Microsoft Corp. Prologue I had never been inside an ambulance before. It was kind of creepy, like a hospital was suddenly asked to pack up and move. Instruments, catheters, drips and a medicine box surrounded two beds. 
there was hardly any space for me and Ryan to stand even as Alok got to sprawl out. I guess with 13 fractures, you kind of deserve a bed. The sheets were originally white, which was hard to tell now as Alok's blood covered every square inch of them. Alok lay there unrecognizable, his eyeballs rolled up and his tongue collapsed outside his mouth like an old man without dentures. Four front teeth gone, the doctor later told us. His limbs were motionless, just like his father's right side. The right knee bent in a way that would make you think alone was boneless. He was still, and if I had to bet my money, I would have said he was dead. If Alok makes it through this, I will write a book about our crazy days. Yeah, I really will. I swore. It is the kind of absurd promise you make to yourself when you are seriously messed up in the head and you haven't slept for 50 hours straight. Before I really begin this book, let me first tell you what this book is not. It is not a guide on how to live through college. On the contrary, it is probably an example of how screwed up your college years can get if you don't think straight. But then, this is my take on it, you are free to agree or disagree. I accept Ryan and Alok, psychos both of them, will probably kill me after this but I don't really care. I mean, if they wanted their version out there, they could have written one themselves. But Alok cannot write for nuts and Ryan, even though he could really do whatever he wants, is too lazy to put his bum to the chair and type. So stuff it boys, it is my story. I am the one writing it and I get to tell it the way I want it. Also, let me tell you one more thing this book is certainly not. This book will not help you get into IIT. I think half the trees in the world are felled to make up the IIT entrance exam guides. Most of them are crap, but they might help you more than this one will. Ryan, Alok and I are probably the last people on the earth you want to ask about getting into IIT. All we would say as advice is, if you can lock yourself in a room with books for two years and throw away the key, you can probably make it here. And if your high school days were half as miserable as mine, disappearing behind a pile of books will not seem like such a bad idea. My last two years in school were living hell. And unless you captained the basketball team or played the electric guitar since age 6, probably yours were too. But I don't really want to get into all that. I think I have made my disclaimers and it is time for me to commence. 
Well, I have to start somewhere and what better than the day I joined the Indian Institute of Technology and met Ryan and Alok for the first time. We had adjacent rooms on the second floor of the Kumon Hostel. As per tradition, seniors rounded us up on the balcony for ragging at midnight. I was still rubbing my eyes as the three of us stood to attention and three seniors faced us. A senior named Anurag leaned against a wall. Another serial, another senior to my nervous eye looked like a demon from cheap mythological TV show. Six feet tall, over a hundred kilos, dark, hairy and huge teeth that were ten years late meeting an orthodontist. Although he inspired terror, he spoke little and was busy providing background for the boss, Baku, a lungi-clad human, toothpick and just as spenly is my guess. You bloody freshers, doozing away, eh? rascals, who will give an introduction? He screamed. I am Hari Kumar, sir, mechanical engineering student, all India rank 326. I was nothing if not honest under pressure. I am Alok Gupta, sir, mechanical engineering rank 453, Alok said. As I looked at him for the first time, he was my height, 5 feet, 5 inches, in short, very short, and had this thick, chunky glasses on. His portly frame was covered in neatly ironed white kurta pajamas. Ryan Oberoi, Mechanical Engineering, Rank 91, Sir. Ryan said in a deep husky voice and all eyes swung to him. Ryan Oberoi? I repeated his name again mentally. Now here was a guy you don't see in IIT too often. Tall, with spare height, purposefully lean and unfairly handsome. A loose grey t-shirt proclaimed GAP in blue big letters on his chest and shiny black shorts reached his knees. Relatives abroad for sure, I thought. Nobody wears GAP to bed otherwise. You bastards! Baku was shrieking. Off your with clothes! Oh, Baku, let us talk to them a bit first, protested Anurag, leaning against the wall, sucking a cigarette butt. No talking, Baku said. One scrawny hand up. No talking, just remove those damn clothes. Another demon grinned at us, slapping his bare stomach every few seconds. There seemed to be no choice, so we are surrendered every item of our clothing, shivering at the unholy glee in Baku's face as he walked by each of us, checking us and out and grinning. Nakedness made the difference between our bodies more stark as Alok and me drew figures on the floor with 
deeply embarrassed toes. Trying to be casual about our twisted balloon figures, Ryan's body was flawless. Man, he was a hunk. Muscle that cut at the right places and a body frame that for once resembled the human body shown in biology books. You could describe his body as sculpture. A look and eye, on the other hand, weren't exactly what you would call art. Baku told Alok and me to step forward so the seniors could have better view and a bigger laugh. Look at them! Mothers fed them until they are ready to explode, little FedEx babies! Baku cackled. The demon joined him in laughter. Anurag smiled behind a burst of smoke as he extinguished another cigarette creating his own special effects. Sir, please sir, let us go sir, Alok pleaded to Baku as he came closer. What? Let you go? We haven't even done anything yet to you beauties. Come on, bend down on all four now. You two fat sauce? I looked at Alok's face. His eyes were invisibly behind those thick bulletproof spectacles. But going by his contorted face, I could tell he was as close to tears as I was. Come on, do what he says, the demon admonished. He and Baku seemed to share a symbiotic relationship. Baku needed him for brute strength, while the servile demon needed him for directions. Alok and I bent down on all fours, more laughter this time from above our heads ensued. The demon suggested racing both of us, his first original opinion in a while, but Baku overrode him. No racing racing, I have a better idea. Just wait, I have to go to my room. And you naked cows, don't look up. Baku raced up the corridor as we waited for 20 tenths seconds, gazing at the floor. I glanced sideways and noticed a small water puddle adjacent to Alok's head, droplets falling from his eyes. Meanwhile, the demon made Ryan flex his muscle and make warrior poses. I'm sure he looked photogenic, but didn't dare to look up to verify. Our ears picked up Baku's hurried steps as he returned. Look what I got, he said, holding up his hands. Baku, what the hell is that for? Anurag inquired as we turned up our heads. In each of his hands, Baku held an empty coke bottle. Take a wild guess, he said as he clanged the bottles together, making suggestive gestures. Face turning harder, arms still in modeling pose, Ryan spoke abruptly. Sir, what exactly are you trying to do? What? Isn't it obvious? And who the hell are you to ask me? Choked Baku. Sir, stop, Ryan said in a louder voice. Fuck off, Baku dismissed. 
disbelief writ large in his widened eyes at this blatant rebellion against his age-old authority. As Baku put the bottles in position, Ryan abandoned his pin-up pose and jumped. Catching him unawares, he grabbed the two bottles and stamped hard on Baku's feet. Baku realized, released his hand and the bottles were with Ryan's, James Bond style. We knew that storm hurt since Baku's scream was ultrasonic. Get this bastard! Baku shrieked in agony. The demon's IQ was clouded by the events, but this here ears registered the command for action and he had just collected himself in response when Ryan smashed two coke bottles on the balcony parapet. Each bottle now was but broken and he waved the jagged ends in air. Come on, you come on, you bastards, Ryan swore. His face scarlet like a watermelon slice. Baku and the demon retreated a few paces. Anurag, who had been smoldering in the backdrop, snapped to attention. Hey, cool it, everyone here. How did this happen? What is your name? Ryan, take it easy, ma'am. This is just fun. It's not fun for me, growled Ryan. Just get the hell out of here. Alok and I looked at each other. I was hoping Ryan knew what he was doing. I mean, sure, he was saving our ass from a coke bottle, but broken coke bottles would be a lot worse. Listen, yaar, Anurag started as Ryan cut him short. Just get lost, Ryan shouted so hard that Baku seemed to blow away just from the impact. Actually, he was shuffling backward slowly and steadily till he was almost flying in his haste to get away. The demon following suit. Anurag stood there gapping at Ryan for a while and then looked at us. Tell him to control himself or one day he will take you guys down to... Anurag said, Alok and I got up and wore our clothes. Thanks, Ryan. I was really scared, Alok said, as he removed his spectacles to wipe snot and tears, face to face with his hero at last. There is a reason why they say men should not cry. They just look so like ugly. Alok's spectacles were sad enough, but his baby wet, bulbary eyes were enough to depress you into suicide. Yes, thanks, Ryan. Some ricks you took there, but that Baku guy is sick. Though you think they would have done anything, I said, striving for a cool I did not feel. Who knows, maybe not. Ryan rotated a shoulder. But you can tell never when guys get into mob mentally. Trust me, I have lived in enough boarding schools. Ryan's heroics were enough to make us all bond faster than Fevicol. Besides, we were hostile neighbors and in the same engineering department. They say you should not get into a relationship with people you sleep on the first date. Well, though we hadn't slept together, we had seen each other naked at primary meet, 
so perhaps we should have refrained from striking up a friendship but our troika was kind of inevitable machine the blackboard proclaimed in big bold letters as we entered the amphitheater shaped lecture room we grabbled a pile of hands out each the instructor sat next to the blackboard like a bloated beetle watching us settle down waiting for the hundred murmurs to cease he appeared around 40 years of age with gray hair in scandescent from 3 tablespoons of coconut oil wore an untouched tight blue shirt and had positioned three pens in his front pocket along with chocks like an array of bullets welcome everyone i am professor dubey mechanical engineering department so first day in college do you feel special he said it in a monotone the class remained silent we were busy scanning our hands out and feeling like a herd the course was manufacturing process often shortened to manpro for easier pronunciation the hands out consisted of the course outline contents covered the basic techniques of manufacturing such as welding machine casting bending and shaping along with the outline the handout contained the grading pattern of the course majors 40% minors 20% practicals 20% assignments 6 to 8 and surprise quizzes 3 to 4 20% Professor Dubey noticed the limp response uh, to his greeting and made his voice more exuberant. Look at the handout later. Don't worry, you will get enough of this one for every course. Put them aside now. He said as he stood up and walked toward the blackboard. He took a chalk from his pocket with a flourish celluloid terrorist reserved for hand grenades and underlined the word machine approximately 6 times then he turned to us machine the basic reason for existence of any mechanical engineer everything you learn finds application in machines now can anyone tell me what a machine is the class fell even more silent that's the first lesson various degrees of silence anyone the professor asked again as he started walking through the rows of students as the students on the aisles felt even more stalked and avoided eye contact i turned out to study my new classmates there must be even 70 of us in this class 300 of us in a batch i noticed a boy in front of me star staring at the instruction intently his head moving to and fro mouth ajar a timid short from baku could polish off for snack any given day you professor dubey chose me as his first casualty I was the first time the condition struck me where tongue cleaves into dental roof body freezes blood vessels rupture and sweat burst out in buckets You I'm talking to you the professor clarified Hurry hurry 
somebody inside me called but could only get my answering machine i could have attempted an answer or at least a silly i don't know but it was as if my mouth was a wall strange surmised professor dubey dubiously as he moved to another student you in the chuck shirt what do you think chuck shirt had hitherto been pretending to take notes to escape the professor's glance so machine so is a device like big parts sir like big gears and all what professor dubey's disgust fell like spit on check shirt see the standard just keeps falling everywhere our admission criteria are just not strict enough he shook his head oiled skull the one that contained all the information in this planet including the definition of machines yeah right busted my butt for 2 years for this damn place one in 100 is not good enough for them ryan whispered for me shh ordered professor dubey looking at the three of us anyway the definition of machine is simple it is anything that reduces human effort anything so see the world around you and it is full of machines anything that reduces human effort i repeated in my head well that sounded simple enough so from the huge steel mills to the simple brooms man has invented so much to reduce human effort the professor continued as he noticed the class was mesmerized by his simple clarification airplane said one student in the front row machine instructor said stapler machine as it was amazing a spoon car blender knife chair student threw examples at the professor and there was only one answer machine fall in love with the world around you professor dubey smiled for the first time for you will become the masters of machine a feeling of collective joy darted through the class for having managed to convert professor dubey's sour expression into smiles so what about a gym machine like a bench press or something ryan interrupted the bonhomie what about it professor dubey stopped beaming that doesn't reduce human effort in fact it increases it the class felt silent again well i mean professor dubey said he scouted for arguments boy did ryan really have a point perhaps it is too simple a definition then ryan said in pseudo helpful voice what are you trying to do the professor asked right lipped as he came close to us again are you saying that i am wrong no sir i'm just watch it son in my class just watch it all was all professor dubey said as he moved to the front okay enough fun now let us focus on man pro he said as he rubbed off the word machine from the blackboard and the six underlines below it my course is very important 
I am sure many professors will tell you about their courses, but I care about ManPro. So don't miss class. Finish your assignments and be prepared. A surprise quiz can drop from the sky at any time. He went on to tackle casting, one of the oldest methods of working with metal. After an hour on how iron melts and foundry workers pour it into sand molds, he ended the session. That's it for today. Best of luck once again for your stay here. Remember, as your head of department, Professor Chiran says, the tough workload is by design to keep you on your toes and respect the grading system you get bad grades and i assure you you get no job no school no future if you do well the world is your oyster so don't slip not even once or there will be no oyster just slosh a shiver ran through all of us with that quote the professor slammed the duster on the decks and walked in a cloud of chalk Yes.